Salud, hermano. Is this becoming a common thing that we're drinking on every episode? We can't be doing this. I'm super healthy. You have a problem. Honestly, I'm disgusted. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you? You filthy bastard. Um, all right. First, we're not in our usual set. Where no, are we, Matthew? It's almost better than the usual set, mate. We are at the southerly most accommodation in the entire of Australia, in the very south tip of Tasmania. You know what I... I'd let you do the introduction because I notice how much you love saying we're in the southerly point of Australia. <laughs> You've been saying that for three days now. It's rare. Like, there's only one southern, right? So it's like, I love going to, like, the place. We're the three people in Australia at the most southerly point. Yeah, it's true. It's the most southern accommodation. And speaking of three... We have a guest. Yeah, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's correct. We have our first guest for the Good Vibes theory. Our first guest, he is... Oh, first, we haven't rolled the intro. We can roll the intro when he's here. All right, all right, sounds good. Yeah, we're new. We haven't had guests, as I just said, so we're, we're just running with it. Our first guest for the Good Vibes theory podcast, he is a South African half Australian, he lives in UK, currently a full-time actor and photographer. Let me tell you, this man is one of the most handsome creatures you'll ever see in your life. Please welcome to Mr. Patch Bell. Boom, boom, boom. We should have added some sound effects to the podcaster so we could have done applause. Oh, yeah, that would have been epic. That was okay. such a nice intro. Thank you so much. No, you're very welcome. Oh, welcome to the Good Vibe Steward. Let's just roll the intro music first. How's the good vibe, people? Welcome to another episode of the Good Vibe Series. If you're new here, my name is Nelson. My name is Maddie, and we're here to share the good vibes with the world and explore, create, inspire. I've lost it again. <laughs> you lost it. I you were the, doing so well in the past. Well. Now we're back, back into the groove of things now in yeah, 2022. Yeah, we're, we're and I back. Can't do it. We're back to it. Maddie doesn't remember his part of the intro, but yeah, guys, today we're with Mister Patch Bell. So before we get started, as Maddie said, <laughs> we are in Tasmania, which has been incredible. We still have how many hours? The most southerly point. Yeah, yeah so we're on yeah. the most southerly point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, Christ. I forgot to mention the most important it's part. It's freaking of it. beautiful as well. These windows, what you're missing out here is quite a lot. Well, maybe yeah, this is lovely. I actually like this set a lot. We had a a painting in the background, but Mr. Matthew didn't like it. What? Why did you do like? I thought painting? it was dog shit as well. Really? Yeah. yeah some what green was wrong with mossy. It? Bro, yeah, it's green mossy rainforest, and out Look there is like this. alpine bushland. Yeah, it's like what are you trying to be? Yeah. Okay. What are I you see crazy? Your point. I see your point now. Just okay. make another window. And don't yeah. paint the wall purple as well, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like purple, you know, but I, I don't mind it. Here. It's like a scab. It's like a scab purple. How are we feeling about the couch situation, though? <laughs> the couch? That chair is a bit too extreme. Yeah, I, I hated it in the pictures on Airbnb, but then um, upon sitting on it, I'm. 
mm. pleasantly surprised. Mate, you're a king in it's there. It's a hey. throne. It's, I feel like one. <laughs> you are Patch, son of Patch. <laughs> Patch, son of Rob, sir, sir man. So, so I've, been, I've, been watching, I've been watching The Last Kingdom on Netflix. And it's one of those medieval, like, serious type, like, uh, Game, uh, Game of Thrones of Vikings. And then every time the character or anyone introduces themselves, they're like, I'm Uhtred, son of Uhtred from Bebenberg. And I, I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, wait, I'm actually Nelson, son of Nelson. From Kira, <laughs> from, I think you have to do the the birthplace because then it's oh, gonna okay. have more. So it'll be from from Caracas. That yeah, sounds yeah, way yeah. better. Yeah, that's way that's better. really hoodie. Right? There's like a city. From the hood. There's yeah. a city in Namibia called Caracas. Caracas. That's yeah. a bit far from Caracas, but I mean, I'll take it. It's pretty much exactly the same. It's thing. probably pretty similar too. It's no, it's nothing. <laughs> all right, all right. We're we're, we're going <laughs> on a tangent here. Yeah. Let's address this beautiful gentleman, Patch. Could you explain a little bit who you are? I'd love to. Thank you. Um, so I am 20, I'm 30 next year. <laughs> oh my God, you're so old. <laughs> <laughs> Same. We're all, we're all 30 next year. But I'm actually still 28. So uh, I'm, I'm 29 in May um, and I'm South African. I somehow have an Australian accent sometimes because I lived here for like five, six years. And then I moved to London where I chased my dream to be an actor and I got it almost right and I'm still chasing it. Um, and yeah, I come back every now and again and I get the privilege of hanging out with these guys and, and playing with skateboards and going surfing and I got a good laugh. That's me. You, I want to understand before we get deep into, into this, in, into, we're not going to go deep into you, bro. Like oh, yeah, into fine. your life. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I mean. You're welcome. To. We can go deep into you if you want, cause you're pretty handsome. I'll, I'll open right up for you. But now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Things are definitely not getting yeah. strange here in, in this cabin in the middle of the woods with three guys. Yeah, there's an outdoor bath. And yeah. Uh, we're thinking <laughs> of using it with some wine and Gonna get some it. shots. Yeah, I'll open up in there for you. Open now, an so. OnlyFans. Speaking of OnlyFans, yeah, I know you want to talk about it. Um, but first, what, why do you guys, we just shot a podcast, yeah, a different podcast. Mm. You both change the way you talk. Oh. Why do you do that? I mean, For, you change the way you talk, mate. No, I didn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't change my accent or anything. For going on the podcast or different between the two podcasts? No, no, no. Like you were the presenting voice and yeah. talking so different. Yeah, because that's the work podcast, I right? So I need to present myself like I'm a host there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I see. Like you are so you're keeping boy, things yeah. professional. Keeping things professional. Are we not professional in here? Well, Is that what you're saying? Fuck. I, I, I can <laughs> say okay, You can say I can fuck say that here. Yes. Please say it one more time. <laughs> say it. Fuck. I love that. <laughs> That's yeah. my point. I think I think I do change my voice, but I think it's um I think it's like a presenting thing. Like I'm just hitting my consonants a bit better my vowels but i mean I, just, I trained at an acting school for three years and then another acting school for two years so i think it's just like as soon as you're on stage you you kind of you talk from the diaphragm and maybe that changes my voice a bit but um yeah, i felt yeah, the yeah. acting thing carried through in the last podcast as well because yeah. the, the way you are articulating what you were talking about you were sort of thinking ahead of these would be beneficial things to say yeah. So I'm like, yeah, Pat. Yeah, Patch. You get that going. Keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah. Keep it up. You're nailing it. We're yeah. selling more things yeah. to you. Thanks, yeah. mate. I love that. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I mean, I often think to myself, like, acting's great, but, like, maybe I would go and do, like, a show, like a late night show. I would host 
I've done a few, I've hosted trivia a shit ton in um, bars, but I've hosted a few open mics um, and I've host, hosted a few stand-up nights. I'm, I'm not a stand-up by any means, but I can like introduce different people. And I often think like that- You would don't be, do stand-up? But you're I'll, so funny. I've done it once in Brisbane in the Newmarket Hotel. I bet you. And I got booed off stage. So I haven't fucking done it since then. Emotional <laughs> damage. Yeah, Brother, I damage, will never yeah. boo you out of stage. I do. You know what? I actually was thinking about a very, I've got a very good friend who's a successful comedian in London and he always hits me up to, to do it with him because he also thinks I'm funny and I like to talk on stage. So it's, it's a, f a hard thing to do that stand up. Ooh, it'll be so difficult to yeah. be a comedian. Yeah, definitely. To actually, because you have to sit down and write the material properly. Yeah. Like you can't just wing it. No, no. no and no then chance. really you have to do it over and over to like yeah. test how people are going to yeah. respond you and gotta then tweak get, it. Yeah, from what I've spoken to, is you got to get, booed off stage about a hundred times before you have a successful show. Would it, wouldn't you agree that being a comedian is one of the few jobs on the planet where you can get away with virtually anything? Absolutely. Like you can yeah. say whatever the on fuck stage. you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, on Bill stage. Burr, have you seen Bill Burr's latest? Oh man, he <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> He's <laughs> awesome. He said whatever the fuck he wanted. What, what? But it made sense and it was funny. And I think you got to understand it's in the frames of comedy. As long in as the context of a joke. Attacking someone. Jimmy wait, wait. Carr put out yeah. a new one recently. Oh. And he's not so much telling like long form stories. He's like just short punchlines. Yeah. And it's fucking brutal. <laughs> man. Yeah. He's great. Nothing's off limits. I met him. Wait, wait, I wait. Met him time out, time out. The three of us agree who's the goat, right? We're oh, talking Chappelle. We're talking Chappelle, Chappelle. right? Oh, We're talking Chappelle. I think the best. Oh, Patch, don't do this to I me. I like Chappelle a lot, don't do but this to the me. best has got to be some younger blood. What? Yeah. Mate, Chappelle, he cracks me every single time. He's uh, so good. Yeah, but he's, 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 he's done. As, as a public speaker. <laughs> no, don't, don't do this he's to me, He's a like, public speaker. Like He is just naturally funny. And can just like I mean he's he is is an absolute artist. I think he's with an absolute artist, yeah. Scripting it, he can just talk and it would be hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. It'll yeah. carry you through the story. He knows how to hold the crowd. Yeah, and that's kind of how he is, I think, in real life. Like Jimmy Carr, when when I, I was working at this hotel in London and he came in and then walked past me and then turned around to ask me a question, like kind of from about twenty meters away, kind of like oyed me. And my whole heart like like Titan, because I thought he was going to take the shit out of me. I thought he was going to be like, "Your mom's a fucking bitch" or something. Like, so you know, he's what he says. Like, yeah. your mom's licking off the carpet. Or, I thought he was going to like nail me. And he was like, "Where can I buy cigarettes?" And I was like, um, "Oh yeah, there's a Tesco like just down there." And he was like, "Thank you very much." And he fucked off. Oh man, and it, I was it, like, yeah. "I didn't get roasted." I was like, <laughs> just like, just like social media influencers or actors, musicians. Yeah, that's a personality. Yeah, like, you know, like when you when you hear a comedian and stuff. Yeah, he's gonna be probably a he's really acting, funny yeah. human outside of that. Yeah. But still, it's not like you're gonna say hi to him and wait for a joke. Like, hey, Chappelle. Yeah. How are you? I'm waiting for a joke back. No, he'll be like, hey, mate. Yeah, I, th I think here. every comedian has a different level of like stage persona too. Yeah. So like Dave probably is himself on stage and he's a master of his craft. Yeah. Where some people are, are an act. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, they're almost like a character that they play yeah. for the stage show. And then they have, yeah. they don't carry that through into I real life. I feel that also uh, the people who play characters on stage, it kind of, it gets to a limit and then it's finished. That character can only go so far. When I've done performances that have gone on a long time, like 
you kind of find this, like I know this guy now and he's finished. And then it's hard to find new exciting ways to present things because I'm finished with him. But but when you are just yourself on stage, it's, it's a pretty impressive thing to be able to do. Like someone like Chappelle or Bill Burr or Trevor Noah, I like Ethio Vaughn. I think they Theo are. Vaughn, yeah, he's oh. another. He's funny. Yeah. yeah, I um, think he's what the What was the name of the fat guy that is friends with Joe Rogan? Um, Tim Dillon. Tim, yeah. Man, Tim. <laughs> Joe always says he's a national treasure. We got to protect him. <laughs> Man, yeah. He's so funny. Bro. I love him. I love Theo, just the way that he comes out with these statements. Like he runs these metaphors or he's like, <laughs> just the shit he says. Yeah. It's like, how is your brain operating to say what you're saying in that way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's excellent. Yeah. It's he's so... I love Man, being mind. a comedian. That would be so hard. Like having yeah, the yeah. pressure that I need to make these people laugh. If I don't make them laugh, I'm failing at my job. But nothing. That's better. their job. There's making nothing, people laugh. Yeah, I don't think there's anything better than having a crowd of people laughing at you. Oh, and and That's then you know, like yeah. you will be feeding out of it. Yeah, I feel like when you're because think of it. Every time you tell jokes and stuff, you know how sometimes you maybe drop a joke and all your friends are laughing, and then you kind of feel the energy like, oh yeah, I got this. I can I can keep dropping bombs here, and then you yeah. you kind of like keep dropping and then jokes, gets, and then you you just feel awesome. Yeah. You know, watching people laugh. Imagine doing that in front of. Meet like thousands of people. Yeah. All those people we just mentioned, right? It's sort of different for them because they made it, right? Yeah. So if they have a show, you're selling tickets to people that love you. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Yeah, so I think it's probably you, a bit easier. Yeah. It's almost like you just have to keep up what you're doing to no not disappoint them. No guarantee, but no guarantee, but it's easier. Easier. Right? Yeah. You're playing to an audience that likes your food. You know. Yeah. They know what yeah. they're buying. Like exactly. If, if you they know the type of humor. If you went in cold with Jimmy Carr's jokes to yeah. a random comedy club, maybe you don't like it. Yeah. Maybe like, you appreciate it. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. But that's yeah. not to say that that thing can't work. But like maybe you get the wrong crowd. I know. I have a good friend of mine is in Brisbane. He's a like a more mid tier stand up comedian called Jordan Schulte. I was speaking to him just the day before I came to here yeah, and he stopped doing comedy in Brisbane because he's just like, I've done every bar and I've kind of, I do private events now and I'll get paid to do that. But he's done every bar in Brisbane and he's just like, I know this works here and that works there. And I'm, I was like, dude, come to London. Like, and I think there's a lot of people who just need to go to that bigger stage. And well, I think yeah. a, the avenue a lot of comedians are doing is YouTube. Yes. Oh yeah, because that's the best way. To that's the way to build it. a broad platform and you can oh. actually gather an audience. Yeah. And then when you do go somewhere yeah. you have a platform you have to a oh, have a you seen that now. is that like lives people doing lives or something no they just like you know you have to put work into producing videos yeah. um mm. like a lot of the australians are going down that r- route like sketches and stuff like. man isaac butterfield like is probably the best is, example sketches i feel like are dead like uh, at this point that used to be yes huge no. that uh. you know that fairburn films guy yeah, that fat no. little ranging kid. Oh wait, no, they're awesome. They're yeah. awesome. they're pretty funny. Yeah, no, and a lot of TikTok, <laughs> pretty funny. A lot of TikTokers. Yeah, they're TikTokers, yeah. and then like if yeah. they stretch it out, and like the videos, trash a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, then some of them are like, you know, they just talk on political or yeah. whatever's up to date, and they do videos like that. It's like a stream of consciousness. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, like, they're definitely stri- hard. And then you comedians. use filmmaking to like jump cuts and accentuate things. And yeah, like yeah. yeah, Isaac Butterfield's the best example. Because he's got... He's pretty funny, yeah. I need to look this guy up. I what does he do? Give me the piece on Isaac. Isaac's pretty much this dude that... Uh, I don't know if he started comedy or did the YouTube thing first, but he always wanted to be a comedian. No, he started YouTube first. I actually yeah. found his channel when he was so tiny. He was maybe 30K 
And then he grew so quickly. He was putting the work. He wow. was grinding, and the boy made it. Yeah. So he's so what he probably following like a Jim Jeffries sort of okay. persona. Like yeah. he sells stickers that say "fuck vegans, fuck cyclists." Yeah. <laughs> like he gets he, into he it. plays up to that audience. <laughs> <laughs> the, dude's, yeah. the dude's like six foot nine with a beard. Like oh, he's a is he is he that tall, bro? He's like that much taller than me. Really? He's a massive man. Wait, how do you know oh. this? He talks Have you been about in bed it. with him? <laughs> no, no, because he talks about his weight sometimes. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like he he has like not bowing down to political correctness, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. but he responds to things happening. Yeah. So mm. whether it's like responding to a fat chick on the cover of Cosmo in a funny way or yeah. is Australia racist and then he gives his two cents on it, really? talks about politics, but it's hilarious. Yeah. And then at the very start, like he started doing comedy shows and stuff like that. Then he started doing tours, and then because he's like the biggest YouTuber yeah, in the built, comedy he scene, he built an audience. You know, it? you can't have like the Melbourne Comedy Show without him. Yeah. Like you can have these Channel Ten dudes on the project, but yeah. they don't have the reach. I just don't think the projects. No, the, it's good. getting cancelled. I heard. Thank God, What's getting cancelled. It's the trashest show. Why I, is the project a thing? My mom and dad refuse not to watch it every night. Basically, the project's like an hour at the end of the news. That's just like. Not any news and four people who are not funny not saying anything insightful. Wait, who the hell is watching news? Everyone. Like all the mums and dads. The it's oldies. On. It's like comedy for old people. Oh, it's so bad. It's like, today, two men played table tennis and then they saved a woman at the beach. Oh, what do you think about that, Jennifer? And she's like, well, well I, like, I like going to the beach. Man, and then it's just hilarious. Yeah, it's so like not mainstream funny. media yeah. is so strange and cringe oh, to so watch shit, these man. days. And yeah. Well, that's the thing. One YouTuber with a camera in his house yeah. is getting more views than the project. I don't think pay him to be yeah. on the project. Because uh have these funding models. He's actually... Got mad beef with the project, which is hilarious. He should just he calls project, out all their yeah. shit. I've not seen him, and I know he's better. Yeah, he's definitely better. Yeah, um, him and what's that? Amid Akil, I don't oh, know what his name is. You're right, but that guy, he's like the guy from the project. Yeah, he's like I don't hate that guy. I he's the one that's okay. But he leans on his like difference mm, differences yeah, okay, gotcha. to be like have the higher moral ground in situations and the progress yeah. progressively been getting like more and more left to the point where it's yeah, like it's hard left. they just take the yeah hard left political yeah. like and then trash yeah. anything that isn't yeah and then it begets not entertainment and not funny you're not a news show yeah that's so interesting i mean like you say he he has beef with the project it, i don't know like i i, I think there's got to be a new space for new shows Every season, every month, I think TV has a responsibility to fund new shows. And the fact that Neighbours and Home and Away has been going on for for years and it's popular and it's great, it doesn't mean it doesn't have to stop. Like it can keep going. But like I think Australia has a responsibility to make relevant new stuff that's that's from all spectrums of authentic storytelling and and funding people like this guy. That's just an easy opportunity. Like he's doing a great job already. Give him some money. Put him on TV. Let him make something. And mainstream media is dead. And you know why? Because people rather be in control. I would rather have my YouTube channel say whatever I want, have a, a good source of income with sponsors or brands, whatever it is, yeah. rather than going to a mainstream media Private, yeah. that doesn't offer the same capabilities in terms of audience. Mm -hmm. And then they're taking a big cut because they're putting me on their platform yeah. and they control what they say. And, and well, it's slow time. to adapt as well. It's not like yeah. anything that goes on TV can be punched out quickly. Yeah. 
So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But in the UK, I mean, it's very different. Like there's the BBC does such a good job and, and Film 4 does like an amazing job. And they've got the BFI, which is incredible. So things like Fleabag and I May Destroy You, these are, these are TV shows that have recently come out that are so authentically told and have such an important message. And they're funny and they're deep. Um, and Australia just doesn't do that. You don't do anything like this. I heard of something happening. So quite a few years ago now, um, Australia did want to push for better content on TV. Mm. So yeah. they made a rule that a channel must show yeah. X amount of documentary-based content or mm. something like that. Yeah. And then that led to the rise of reality TV because that classes as document. Yeah, documentary. Well, it's, yeah, it's, documentary? it's factual. Yeah, it's reality. So married at first sight where they line up oh two strangers, gosh. make themselves marry each other and then give them alcohol <laughs> and watch them argue. It's That's poisonous. a documentary. Yeah, it's poison. <laughs> so that whole rule <laughs> needs that a bit is of huge. clarification. Like that's, people talk to me about that. When I say, oh, I'm going to Australia, they're like, oh, why are you going to Australia? I'm like, oh, well, my family, they're like, have you seen Married at First Sight? And I'm like, yeah, it's very famous. It's a very famous show just because I'm from Australia. <laughs> that could be your big break. Switching gears. <laughs> switching gears. To stop talking shit about news. Yeah. You were talking about OnlyFans. Oh yeah, what, what, what's TV happening show. with OnlyFans in your life? That's the power. I've had of a them. lot of thoughts about making OnlyFans because an OnlyFans, dude, I'm I'm into it. I'm starting to get into it. So yeah, yeah. keep talking, keep talking. Well, OnlyFans doesn't have to be sexual content. It's just it, it allows you to do sexual content, mm. but it's it's private content that you like. You've just said like you have control over, mm-hmm. like a YouTuber, um, and it's immediately monetizable. And if you have something like a few couple thousand couple hundred thousand followers you you immediately just have a traffic coming through to your link and if you have any conversions on that traffic then you, you're making money and then you can create better content whether it's on youtube for free or on only fans but the thing is like you have platforms like patreon i have a patreon yeah okay. the only fans brand is ruined because, because of, of that content. the brand yeah. itself yeah. Is sexual. Is sexual. But I mean, like, if you, if I made only fans. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I have followed this guy on YouTube. He's a dog trainer, mm. like, great dog trainer. Yeah. And he did that. He's like, I'm putting out my training course on dogs on OnlyFans. Personal, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm not making an OnlyFans account to get yeah. your dog tips. Yeah, yeah. right. Because you will, you will get advertised of other people that are into Bro, the platform. I don't as want well, OnlyFans on my bank statements, like, all that shit. Right. Patreon, there's other platforms to do this, yeah. which is sort of, why I think that brand is dead for not sexual content. Wow. Yeah, like, like OnlyFans just took over, mate. Just because, it, like, girls realize, like, I can make really good money in and here guys, yeah, yeah, just yeah. by posting my taste. You know, like, it, it sort it. of it followed on from Instagram. Yeah. The girls that only had following because of, like, their physique, essentially. Their bodies. They could it, start making money. It didn't do way. any real work other than the selfies. Yeah. Like, there's good-looking girls that did, travel vlogs and all that yeah you don't really see a lot of them doing it but the girls that were just booty pics yeah like they got half a million followers what's how do you monetize that they make a lot of money yeah. you can sell some teeth whitening stuff you can sell and some there, body there lotion. are girls that are making millions yeah, immediately millions immediately monetizable i recently just had a job at a at a yacht and the girl that was throwing the party she was an only fans she paid for the entire thing, a yacht it's of like yeah. six grand for four hours, plus not including food, not including anything. They had so much cocaine. I've never seen that much cocaine. <laughs> and they were like, fuck. Oh, just, do, just do one line, just do one line. And I'm like, brother, I can't, I'm working. And the guy, there was like just four dudes and the rest was like 20 something girls. 
they were really the guy was really pushing me to go do it i'm like no 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 no, i gotta stay professional sorry i can't and they was like come on nobody will know look the guy on the boat did it <laughs> and he showed me a video of the guy that is supposed to be taking care of the boat doing coke with them <laughs> right, it's just uh, gonna make him a better driver yeah yeah i was like really you're making sure everything's running smoothly here <laughs> yeah man like those they make a lot of money don't they but there's, you're obviously going to hear about the ones that make a lot of money. Yeah. Like how many... Loads that don't, yeah. How, well, that's the thing. How many girls don't? Like they're like, oh, they make the decision. Yeah, I don't care if there's a photo of my boobs out there. Mm. And then they sell like three and they made yeah. like fucking $30. Yeah, and they're probably still hot. Like it's just about like having the traffic and the conversion. And, and that takes like a sales course. And like, a, like you could probably sell terrible content on OnlyFans. Like as long as you get heaps of traffic and... That's kind of what I was saying. Like, oh man, yeah. some girls also take advantage of it, and they yeah. say like, they tease a lot their audience, being like, "Oh, if you subscribe, you're getting everything you have ever dreamed." And then you subscribe, and it's just the same photos you will see on Instagram, oh, maybe really? a bit more sexy. I've seen a lot of people like that they roast like girls that because they, they were selling something that they weren't really doing. Well, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, but, the, yeah, but, but okay, it will work short time. Yeah. Wait up. People, so yeah. you've worked all this time on Instagram to have half a million followers. Thanks. Do you want them all to hate you immediately? Because then you have nothing left. Yeah. You're right, so you're going to like take, say they take a hundred grand off them. That's a cool payout for True. your Instagram account. Yeah. And then you can go live your life. That's fine. Yeah. But then after that, there's nothing because you burn them. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if then, you're going to do it, if you're going to have an OnlyFans, just do it. Well, and right? then I had another thing. I was working with this chick who was a surfer. Yeah. Slash model. Yeah, I know the one. Instagram yeah. personality. And then um, we were working on this film, trying to get it done. It was slow moving. And I saw her tease on her story, like something about exclusive content yeah. coming up. Yeah. And I straight away, I called her manager and I said, hey, just so you know, I need to either get this film done and out quickly because if she starts doing that, yeah. I don't want my on. brand. Like, it's a skateboard brand. Yeah, it's it's, we have kids that follow us. I can't promote this chick that's doing that. Yeah. So you are going to damage other brands that will would potentially align with you. Yeah, yeah. So that's the nature of sexual content, I guess. It's interesting because that, I don't but think but that I, should wait, be happening. I, I, I don't fully agree with that. Don't, Neither don't do you I. feel like sexual content is being way more accepted right now than it was even a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. I think there's a difference between like bikini pics and saying, hey, buy my ass cheeks being spread. Yeah, yeah. Like Man, that's pretty I, vulgar. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like it's becoming so normal. Every mm -hmm. year just becomes more normal getting to know girls that do OnlyFans of, you know, like that's whatever it is. That's still not a reason for a skateboard I brand to expose No, 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 100%. Yeah, no, no, what, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is like, if she decides to go the route, clearly, she will, she will need to accept that. For example, oh, this that's brand what I said. Will, I like, will, will I'm work fine. With she her. can go yeah. do what she wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they you, yeah. they need to understand that that is going to affect other brand deals because there might be oh, other yeah. companies. Anything like, that is not related with you know sexual of out really out there content, and uh, it's a cat in the yeah. you can't put that cat back back in the box. Because well, right? yeah, it's like oh yeah, you, once it's out, it's it's out. Like if you um have children. Like, even you, Nelson, like, who's very liberal and relaxed, like, if you have, like, a younger sister or, or a child, like, you can't talk to them about Madison Ivy. You can't talk to them about, you know, like, massive porn stars because 
they'll, yeah, they'll Google that. And then, then they'll find they'll find sexual content. Because as soon as I remember when I was 13 and I found sexual content, it was like I, I clicked, I saw the magazine FHM and then I kind of was like, okay, cool, cool. This, this booby magazine. And then I was like, right, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to Google that. And then I Googled that. And then from there, the internet just opened Pornhub and this and that. And I was like, 13. And I think it's very unhealthy for a 13 year old to discover that. So who watches skateboard videos? 13 year olds. So you just have such a responsibility Man, to. Wait, wait, trust yeah. me. That 13 year old yeah. has jerked himself many times I, before. I, like, yeah. But I disagree. Okay, yeah. 13, fine. What about like sex? Younger than that. Yeah. Like, by. Because yeah. you're on the internet. I can't see any 13 year old kid. Yeah. Like, we discovered it late. We were sort of like. Yeah. I was on dial up internet when I we discovered were porn. Yeah. But. I don't see any kid actually getting to that stage now, but how early is too early? Because yeah. it's definitely going to come pre-puberty. Well, I Dude, think yeah. porn is so accessible mm. these days. Every kid has a freaking iPad. Some mm. of them, I, I see kids at my gym that they have phones and they're barely 10. I'm like, but, what are you doing? But just because it's accessible do doesn't yeah. mean that we should make it more accessible. We have a responsibility to like keep young, young people from getting addicted to this thing that is wonderful it's, and amazing. It's super bad for you. Yeah, it's sort of That's why I quit porn for a year. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing to express yourself sexually and be confident and powerful. But like, I'm so full of pornography, but like to find it when you're 11, 12 and you're vulnerable, like it can really hurt I, you. I just feel like the more you try to hide it, the more they will be like, this is something that I want to do and see because why we had it. I feel like if, if you, you stop being a taboo, it's more like, hey, look, there's this thing, porn. It exists. It's yeah. not really good for you and you shouldn't do it for this, this and this because yeah. porn actually has really bad implications in your brain and, mm. and body and all these things. But if, you're uh, well, if you abuse it, if yeah. you abuse but it. But that's the responsibility of a parent, not the responsibility of a retailer. So a retailer just has the responsibility to keep things PG especially if they're selling to young people. So a parent can bring their kid up and go, look, this thing exists and you're going to find it. So just come to me like when you're the right age. Don't worry about it. Like the same with alcohol, drugs, whatever. That's the parent's responsibility. But like corporations can't do that. Yeah, like, I think like the large corporations, like the, the social media mm. and the search engines are getting better mm. at like Facebook, obviously. You're never going to find anything bad on there. Yeah, and there are, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's things if you have kids, like you can like lock down their devices yeah. and stuff like that. It's inevitable, mm -hmm. of course. Same with alcohol and drugs. It's that sort of thing. But yeah. if you sit down to a kid and tell them about marijuana, they still don't have access. Mm. Like they can't just get it. Yeah. Like you tell oh, them. man, kids in school, of course they can get it. 100% they no, can get no, it. Not a, not a 10 year old. No. Not, a, not a 10, but, but like, you, tell you, will, you will be in touch with people that are 13 and they're like, mm. man, recently. Then they have to get money for we, it. We, yeah. we, had, we had the gym party on December right now, a couple of weeks ago. And this kid from my gym, he's 14. He's hanging out with the kids that are 16, 17, whatever it is. And they were talking about doing marijuana. The kid, like, seems like he comes from a good family that he was like, can you believe these kids telling me to go do drugs with them? I'm like, good on you, man. Yeah, good no. on you. But yeah, you know, I mean, but that makes a good point. Like, yeah. he's, he's good, but that's probably because he's got good parents. So it comes back to parenting again. Like, it's just not the responsibility yeah, of a brand. It's, it's the environment. So, yeah. so unfortunately, if you are a brand that, that has access to children, you do need to be really careful of who you align yourself with. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I'm not saying that either that brand or any other brand, like, should allow it. 
kind of thing. But I just believe that it's becoming way more normal mm. every year. Every and I feel like in ten years, yeah. talking about OnlyFans and oh, by then we might have another platform. It'll be so common. It'll be like, oh yeah. Yeah, she does OnlyFans, and and we won't even think about like oh yeah, that's just how it's know. developing. I think like porn stars will become more accepted by yeah, the which community. is great, which yeah. is so. I good. think it's awesome. Yeah, and I, I agree, but it's just like we can't have Madison Ivy advertising Barney. Oh no, no, <laughs> Do you know yeah, what like, I mean? Like <laughs> that's it. It needs to exist a correlation. You yeah. know, if you're gonna work with an influencer, that yeah. their main thing is booty pigs and these and type decision. of stuff, you should be a, yeah. a condom brand or yeah. whatever it is. You know, I'm not decision, saying. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing as alcohol and cigarettes, yeah. really. Which it's like great, a, yeah. an adults-only yeah. product. And it's great that, that, that Madison Ivy's out there. I'm a huge fan of her. Like, and I think she, like there's a load of smart adult entertainment people who are, are really influential. But it's, um, it's like the same as an actor. It's like it's my decision to go and do horror f- films. I'm, I'm not going to be getting a kid's show. You know, it's my decision to go like, like you know, like there's loads of there's actors out there who do this job. You know, it's the same as. as would you stuff. would you start an OnlyFans? Yeah, fucking nice, absolutely. But but you I wouldn't put explicit content on it. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Okay, so nah, when you ask the we're question, clearly talking about explicit. Yeah, content. when you ask question, I answer. Like, would, you, would you put nudes? So when you ask the question, I answered yes to the explicit stuff, but. You said would like I'm not going to because no my no goal, yeah like but would you would you consider it or whatever it is yeah I mean I'm trying to answer the question but um so yeah I I I think as a person who isn't going to go and be an actor and isn't going to go and have a responsibility to then be a public face for your brand and other brands and and you don't know where your life's going to go I think you really got to be careful about what you put out there anything that becomes sexual or adult or um, even using substances or talking about substances, you got to be really careful. And and there's kind of this lip that you go over as a as a personality where where you really got to watch out because you can get in trouble. And then when you get over that lip and you become as big as someone like Joe Rogan or Russell Brand, or then you can kind of start breaking the barriers and you can start doing an OnlyFans because you have so much say that that then breaks down the conventions and stuff. So yes. If I got over that lip and I found myself wanting to express myself sexually, mm. yeah, I'd get a OnlyFans. But what, ta- what type of I account would it? Because you know, people can go really hard on OnlyFans. Yeah. They can do straight up porn, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you just keep it like nudes of well, yourself? I've, or? I've not thought about it, so like, I'm not, <laughs> I actually don't know how to answer that question. I was answering just because the I want to subscribe. If you, do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like hypothetically, like yeah, I would get OnlyFans, but yeah. like at this point in my life. Definitely not, mm. and um, I think genuinely there probably will never be a time that I have an OnlyFans, so I'm not gonna mm. be thinking about that. But like, just from like normalizing sexual activity and sexual, like I think it's it's super healthy, and yeah, I think it's way 100%. better than Pornhub because it is pay, you know. So it's actually less accessible to kids OnlyFans than Pornhub. Oh, like, you have to have a proper account and stuff yeah, you like got to get registered, and pay and for like it, prove you're which 18 probably. Like probably the, the only the only wall in Pornhub is it literally asks you the question. Are you eighteen or not? And when I was fifteen, I would go yes. Um, but and I'm really, I wish I hadn't found porn when I was fifteen. You know, it, it then became a battle when I was twenty. Were you ever addicted to it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I try not to watch porn now, and I have healthy sexual relationships with people. But um, yeah, I think I think yeah, same as I'm, I was addicted to alcohol as well, and that's why I'm sober. Like I think it's very easy 
to get addicted to you something. Should, you should talk to Matthew about that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're alcoholic. <laughs> nah, I mean, I was drinking a lot, man. Once it impacts your life in a negative way, then you have the problem. Yeah, yeah he, he yeah, keeps I agree, yeah. getting into that. Yeah, but if, if you're a very high-functioning human, you can kind of draw that line of, is it? No, it's not. I'm still getting everything done, but without it. Yeah, and that's kind of why Don's done. And then, but yeah. you being addicted to porn mm. is not affecting other people. It's affecting you. I mean, it does affect other people. It affects people I'm having a relationship with. Yeah. It would affect my my um, sympathetic nervous system. So when I'm working and I'm getting into that red line because I'm craving something and I snap at someone, um, I think I think any addiction affects everyone around you more than yourself. You're listening, right? I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know if you are high functioning and very in control of yourself, your sympathetic nervous system can go so far and you can be right in that red zone close to snapping and you just don't snap. How how um, do you caught yourself being like, oh, I'm actually... Because I, I deal with... Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. dealt with that in the past yeah. as well, being well, addicted, addicted to, to a point yeah. where you're addicted to porn. Um, how do you call yourself like, yeah. I I'm Googled it. I Googled it. I, oh, I tell you, actually, and this is where that lip happens. Um, Terry Crews. Love Terry Crews. The big, muscly, um, black actor from... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. I he's love awesome, him. Yeah. I th- he's one of my favorite actors. And he's not doing theater at the National Theater or the Globe. He's not like a highbrow th- actor, but I think he's one of the best actors in the world because he's so honest. And that's the responsibility of an actor, to tell the truth, to tell a story. And he came out and he was like, I'm addicted to porn. And I watched that video because it went, went so viral. And I think he had got over that lip of being such a successful person that even if he was to open up and say, I have an OnlyFans or I have this or, and break the conventions of society, I'm addicted to porn is what he said. He bro- it, may, it normalized it and it normalized it for me and probably th- millions of people. And I watched that video and he really opened up and I was like, oh, this is a bit of a joke. Oh, this is real. And then I checked myself and I Googled what is, because I watch porn every day. So what is... The what is the definition? And it it's when you can't remember the videos that you're watching, and you you you, you catch yourself in the morning, or, or even an hour after you've you've masturbated or watched porn, and you go, who was who was in that video? What what was I masturbating to? And then if you're watching, and then there's a feature film called Don John. It's all about porn addiction. I watched that too. Oh, and I've ex- heard of it, but excellent I film it. as well um, with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Scarlett Johansson. And um, yeah, it's it's you can see, but the great thing about that film is is it also points at Scarlett Johansson's character and says she's addicted to a lifestyle that doesn't exist. She had the rom coms and and the the porn for mm. the porn for for women that it's this it's unrealistic lifestyle that you're going to marry this prince, and and and, the, and then the porn for Don John Joseph Gordon Levitt is that you're going to marry this woman who's you know going to do this a very explicit stuff on on demand whenever you want to go on the internet as quickly yeah. as you so want. So it's it's pushing out on both sides, so and both then sides, the, the yeah. divides become yeah. so hard. Yeah, that I think that's going to be like one of the main problems for relationships mm. because we have that much exposure to what's better that's out yeah. there. Yeah, um, and it's not girls who who want that lifestyle. They also, there's girls addicted to porn as well. Yeah, and there's guys addicted to the notebook. <laughs> That's me. Um, <laughs> but no, I found myself um, not remembering who was in the videos. I found myself um, doing it as a release and yeah. like I doing it not because I'm finding myself naturally getting um, horny. I found myself, oh, I'm feeling nervous and anxious. So I'm going to go to my room, close the door, punch one out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for a better fit. And then that, 
that started to get in the way of my life and uh you know affect my sympathetic nervous system and affect how productive i was and and yeah we can't be perfect people with, with constantly being in the, in the comfort zone of our of our nervous system and, and nailing everything so we do get thrown around but we don't need porn alcohol drugs um and there's loads of other addictions to to affect us yeah. like that yeah. couple of years ago when i started working from home that's when i it got really bad yeah. for me because i was just working making videos whatever and then at some point you'll be like oh i can really you know just do do it pretty quick you know and <laughs> I, i just found myself doing that every day yeah. every single day and at some point i read a book i'm big on reading and i read this book called the penis book ah, i the penis feel book. like Every man should read that book. It's written by a, um, I forgot the word in English for the doctors of the penis. Urologist. Urologist. I don't um, know that word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> urologist. Fantastic. Everyone. Yeah. The penis doctor is yeah, urologist. Yeah. So he, um, <laughs> it's a doctor, the one who who wrote the book. His name is Aaron Spitz, and in the book, you he's explaining everything you ever wanted to know about your penis and how it works and all Shit. sperm, all these things, like length, all these things. Why is it things. so small? Yeah, why? Well, I, why? I can't relate to that That's one, a personal really. question. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. I need to know. <laughs> well, you see, he, in the book, he explains that small is really something like less than nine. No, no, like micro penis is one thing. Small penis is different. Yeah. But the average size, I think, is something between 11 centimeters and 15 Thank God he didn't say inches. Yeah, yeah no, centimeters. Jesus Christ! So I'm man, down on those numbers. That, that's <laughs> the average. Most mm. most dudes will have a dick of that size. If you yeah. have, if you're above, I think it's 15. You already consider like you have a big dick, super big. So it's, yeah, so it, it's pretty fun. Do like, we have a ruler in this little um, yeah. shack we're in? Dicks is so interesting. A ruler. Yeah. I need to measure something. Oh, you're gonna measure? <laughs> yeah, because um, it's yeah. like such a big thing inside. Everyone's always talking about dicks and pussies, but um, but yeah, it's such a big deal. On 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 the book, yeah. he talks about porn and he says how porn is so bad for yeah. your brain because it actually shrinks some areas in your brain related with pleasure and stuff like that. As soon as I read that, and he gives the like recommendations at the end of the book of how to prolong the health of your penis so it can last for you know you can yeah. still be fucking when you're 80 yeah. and still get erections yeah. and stuff like that mm. the biggest one one of the biggest ones was no, quitting one? porn yeah wow brother 100 i was like i'm going a month off yeah and i did a month and then i was like oh i think i can do two <laughs> Then I did three, then six. I'm like, I'll make it a year. And I did a year yeah. out of it. And these days, like, that's great. I, I jerk off very rarely, like maybe once a week. Yeah. Which is it's fine. But yeah. Interesting. I found myself, like, I've had unhealthy periods in my life with it as well. Usually it, it came from like boredom, though. It was like filling a void. Yeah. Which is, I find a problem because, yes, like, I drink a lot, mm. but I never drink just because I'm bored and I need something to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. That that's probably where I found it to be like the main problem, and then yeah. obviously um, the ongoing effect of that in a relationship, mm. like the other person you're with, you have like yeah. you got to be honest and have commitments with them. So I I pretty much just started substituting it. Like if I was going to do it, just making a conscious decision. Mm. 
but like I had to do something else. Yeah. Like, Man, it, af- it affects your brain. It affects your productivity because also every time you do it, you have that release mm. and then you just feel tired. You just, you, you don't have the same sexual energy to yeah. tackle like, projects. You said like when you, because you work from home, right? Yeah. So I don't, I work in the office, but we went into lockdown. Yeah. And, and then like I found myself like going straight back down that yeah. and like, in the first couple of days, yeah. I set up a gym on the balcony. That's nice. when I messaged you. I'm like, where are the weights? Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like, what? you don't work out. What you are you doing? Out, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, and every single time it's I so just went and bloody like actually came myself. Gymmed. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that's so interesting. You said that about that lockdown, because I was going to bring up when I broke my ankle and that's what caused me to go sober, to go, yeah. to go, yeah, not drink. And I broke my ankle in um 2019. So before COVID, um, it was October or August 2019. I, I broke my ankle and I couldn't work for like two months. And I was so lucky. I got a voice acting job. So I, I got to still pay the, pay the bills. But um, I then drank because I was bored. Because I wasn't getting on my bike. Oh, I wasn't really cycling yeah. around. I wasn't going to events. I wasn't getting to set and doing different things. And, and every night I would go home and fucking smash a bottle of whiskey with my housemates. Really? Yeah, nice. I used to drink. Yeah. And I'd go to uh, like events and just drink. Because the thing about me is when I drink... I can drink. Like I get drunk after like one drink, but then I stay like hard drunk for like 40 drinks. And I it takes me up. So like I would just be smashed and this freeing uh, and I get so confident and so uh, charismatic yeah. and I would meet so, and I got really good to help me, but then I realized I wasn't making relationships with those people. I was making just I was leaving the little moment. I was their thing. guy that they would laugh with. Yeah, and, yeah. and I didn't wasn't making meaningful. So when I broke my ankle, I then started being bored so it was like two o'clock and Callum would be at home he'd be like do you want to have a beer and I'd be like yeah cool and then um when I recovered from my ankle I just felt ill and I just felt like I can't but I really wanted to drink and I was like just don't and I didn't for like two weeks and then I went back on it and I went hard on parties and I went even harder and I was like really going mad and then um I was with uh, my ex you guys know met her we we went to Bali and she actually suggested, I don't know if it was because she saw how much I was drinking, she said, when we go to Bali, let's not drink at all. Mm-hmm. And um, there wasn't much access to where we were in Bali and I didn't drink for a whole month. And because I was in Bali and I was scuba diving, I was surfing, I was riding this little scooter, I had this girl I was in love with, I had my family, I, I substituted all that boredom of drinking with that and I just kept, and I haven't drunk since then. And I'm so glad I haven't. And you, yeah, thank you, man. But I think boredom, and especially in a pandemic, like it can really either make you go work out outside or it can make you go, I'm going to watch porn nine times yeah. today. It's so and easy, done so that. accessible, yeah, and it's going to yeah. feel great. You yeah. know, it's going to feel great. Every time it feels great. So, yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely. If you're addicted to something, to something, because yeah. most things, and there's few of them that yeah. you've got to be careful in the way you cut them out because yeah. they might have actual repercussions mm. on your on yourself that they might kill you health like yeah. yeah in your health like with certain drugs i think heroin and stuff yeah. you can't really I, I, mental health is just yeah it's, it's just big and you may need support but when it comes to things like porn um uh, alcohol cigarettes are i would say those three are very very common in a lot of people and maybe you'll go through stages of them yeah. in, in your life 
man, cold turkey, literally stopped yeah. from one day to another. I did it like that. It was hard mm-hmm. in at the beginning with uh, with porn, very difficult because you're so used to it. But after two weeks, three weeks, it gets easier and easier yeah. and easier. Cigarettes, I saw it with two housemates I had. Mm-hmm. I helped them to actually cut it out. They did a cold turkey, same thing. Difficult first weeks, afterwards was easy. Yeah. And you know, that's that's it. The, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And there's a great quote from Bojack Horseman. You know the show? Mm-mm. It's a TV show on Netflix about a horse. Uh, you should watch horse. it. It's really funny. <laughs> it's a really good show. And uh, right at the end, I think of the second season, um, he starts running and he passes out like just like 40 meters from his house up this hill. And this guy runs past him and he goes like, he's, they yell at each other or something. And then the guy runs back and he goes like, it gets easier. You just got to do it every day. And then oh, he keeps that's going. awesome. Yeah. It's like, but you stop one day, then yeah. And it's just one day at a time. It's like that one step. You don't know where you're going. Just don't do it tomorrow. Man, 100%. Yeah. I love that. And if, if there's anyone listening to this that no is realizing right now after listening to this conversation, because it happened the same for yeah, me, you know, man. you got to actually... You need someone else to tell you, like, yeah, "Hey, man. this is bad. You shouldn't be doing this this specific thing yeah. this often." You know. So if yeah. you're just realizing that you're addicted to something in particular yeah. that is either hurting you or hurting other mm. people, I think you should take care of you. It's not just about like yeah. letting it. Just oh, I'll keep doing this until it affects other people. I feel like you should actually. You just have one life, man. You just have one body. Take care of it. You yeah. know, take, nobody else will do it for you. Yeah. So if you just notice that you have a particular addiction to something, mm. man, take the step and just replace it with yeah. something that is actually healthy. For and you. even just taking breaks is so good. Like, um, like uh, catching it before you get properly addicted is is really important too. But but just like t- taking breaks is is so important, um, especially with something like porn. Yeah, I think um, because you could really start to then lead into an unhealthy sexual relationship and and then become maybe a sex addict, like um, which is really I think much harder than being. A porn you and you know how how it also affects yourself. Like you start having less enjoyment out of sex yeah. because now your brain got adapted to like oh i have this particular person that has yeah. either you know the massive teeth the big balls the perfect face whatever it is that that you actually like and then because your partners doesn't look like that you don't even get that excited about it you don't get the same enjoyment you actually rather just go and do it yourself because you're gonna your brain now adapted to that specific thing so yeah. I noticed how my sexual relationships started improving a lot more the minute I cut porn completely out of my life. Yeah, no, same. I, I've, I noticed the same thing. It's really interesting um, how that works. Like there's another thing I, I want to talk about is nudes. So like if you and your partner make sexual content that's private just for yourselves, mm. I find if I watch that, I do not have the same feeling as when I watch porn. And And maybe it's difficult to depending on your addiction and where you're at and who you are as a person. Um, if you're like an empath or you're more connected emotionally to people, perhaps you're more distant with people like watching that. Can you, can you separate watching that, that sexual content of, of someone, you know, who you love or someone you've had a relationship with, it's more casual mm. and then watching porn. Because if I watch porn, I can't even remember what it was unless I consciously think oh, I'm watching porn now and that's who I'm watching. Um, yeah, and I think especially if you don't know who you're watching and they're a stranger, it's very 
cut and it's like what, do you know what i mean like like i don't know you don't you. know if they but if i'm jerking off to you like, are they in trouble <laughs> you know like a lot of people doing porn are quite vulnerable yeah it's a yeah. bad yeah. industry as well yeah so like that's a whole thing and wait that, what, that what are we talking about the porn industry in general has like a lot of yeah there's a few documentaries actually there's, there's a documentaries on on netflix called hot girls only which you should definitely oh, watch i've seen like that thumbnail yeah. thing, a lot of people taken advantage of really badly and um the same way models and actors are taken advantage of it's and like musicians are taken advantage oh of, uh, so you mean the industry yeah yeah, the, the, the yeah industry okay itself. but in oh, yeah it seems ethical. to be horrible just a yeah. bunch yeah. of white dudes with money like yeah you need cash do this horrible shit like yeah it's not, not the same payment, as yeah. being like empowered and like no. taking their sexual there's, oh, and, there's, so there's, and there's that there is that there's some amazing yeah. porn stars like uh brandy love i think brandy star brandy love she has she, her she own brandy love I she think. has her own production company and she is like super empowering and amazing woman who's got control of her, her like she's a she's a producer but like um but there's a lot of girls who, and guys that are addicted to crack and heroin and get addicted to very severe drugs and and stripped in slowly and I'm, I, I helped to make the decision to become a porn star early. And you can't take that decision back. Like we just said about an influencer, you know, yeah, with only fans. Once it's out, it's yeah, out. And, and young, like mm. 18 on the dot. And I feel like a lot of people who are 18 aren't really adults yet. I was. Yeah, this is a crazy thing, yeah. fucking thing that's happening yeah. in America. Because yeah. America is a weird place, right? <laughs> weird America. place. <laughs> the, America is the porn in industry. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's yeah. all America. It is, yeah. In America. An eighteen-year-old girl, yeah, can jump in with ten black guys and make a video. She can't have a beer until she's twenty-one. Yeah, it's interesting. It's so what strange. Is that? They have such a strange system, honestly. Man, yeah. what is that? And Australia, what's the deal? You can't make porn in Australia. I don't know. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. No, I can't man, say honestly, if you're eighteen and you're listening to this, and even twenty-one, I feel like when it comes to things that are this magnitude, like porn. I'm completely okay. We, we were just talking about it, you know, mm. and I'm very liberal with it and all this stuff, but man, you shouldn't make be making any decisions that involve porn and yourself until you're at least 25, man. And the girls are past their prime, man. Like, that's the nastiness well, the, of the, the thing. prime, when you say prime, that's that's that industry's it's standard toxic, of prime because toxic I know you're, you're a married man and you like, there's a lot of women out there who are beautiful, like oh, that are, but yeah, that prime, in terms of I the know industry. exactly what you're talking about. The industry, the main section on Pornhub with the most traffic is teen. I mean, most of those girls are retired by 25. Yeah. Because they've been Absolutely. through all this shit. No, man. I, f- I feel like by 25, you will have, yeah. b- not everyone, but most people will have a better sense of who they are, what they want out of life and all yeah. stuff. And understand also the consequence you have right now. Because like I said before, I think porn will become something that is very normal in the future. But still, to this day, you still have a lot of consequences that you need to deal with and accept once that, that thing is out. Until you're 25, man, that you at least understand a, a little bit better about who you are, what you what you want and all these things, don't do it. <laughs> I think going back to like both you guys asked about would you do OnlyFans, I am married, I'm not doing OnlyFans, but <laughs> I think any particular thing like that I just hate the idea of doing something based on like no real skill set. Like granted, okay, Mm, if you're going into the porn industry and you're creating and you have skills and 
your networking, okay, I, I see that as like bettering yourself in this industry, yeah. which would be similar to an actor or a model. Yeah, who's just who's super into expressing themselves actually, yeah. But if you're literally like sitting on the couch at home mm. and you're like, I can't be fucked getting a job, I'm going to do this. It's yeah, a very short-term really term play. It's a conscious decision. It's like a... It's, it's an incredibly short-term play mm. using almost like no skills because you're only using your body. And from what I've seen of promotion, there's a lot of girls. That Man, I, the way I see it, a lot of people think like, oh, they're so dumb because they're, you know, doing porn or whatever that. I actually think they're smart. You yeah. Know? Like they're using their tool because your body in the end is a tool. Yeah. And if you're okay with all the consequences that that brings, you know, that maybe potential partners would not, yeah. would not want to well, be with that, you. That's why I said that's why I wouldn't do it because yeah. I see it yeah. as a short-term play. Yeah. yeah. And I would want whatever I do in you're life to be, yeah. to be based Both. on yeah. skill set, something that's long-term, yeah. past 30, something I can do when I have kids, yeah. something that I can yeah. show my kids. Yeah. That you're like, proud of. Yeah, that I'm proud yeah. of. And um, then if you, if, you, if you take that and you, and you put that into like this, um, this woman who owns uh, a production company and she's started as a porn star – then it's you know it's a completely different kettle of fish. Like, yeah, but she's turned it into bus- something. She's business driven and she's mine and she had a conscious decision to like I'm going to create this. this but thing. She, she's got a skill set to do yeah, that exactly. Like yeah, I, don't just do it. I just well, I just don't want to get you wrong. Just yeah. Do it. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like, of course. Yeah, it's, if you are doing it as a, this is the easy road. I think basically never take the easy road. Mm. Yeah, just always. Yeah, in life in general, yeah, you shouldn't. It's, it doesn't last. And for some people, like even even if you start doing porn. Man, and it takes a lot to be a high-level porn actress because especially now yeah. because it's becoming more normal, yeah. more girls do it, yeah. it's harder to succeed. Yeah. You know, the, like The exception I see sometimes would be like say you're one of those girls with like a million followers mm. and you're actually like aware of how dog shit social media is for your mental health and you're constantly trying to impress people you don't care about. Yeah. Maybe it could be like, I'm going to take that quick, cash out yeah for, yeah, for the next six yeah. months and they're they're like taking advantage of all these idiots like yeah. i like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. then they're like i don't care about social media i'm gonna take my money and i'm gonna yeah, go live my out. life yeah. in a different yeah. direction Tasmania and make my own so business yeah fully cool with that yeah just absolutely. know what you're doing yeah i think exactly so too, it, yeah. it all comes yeah. down to that man just just realize what you're doing and if you're fine with it that's fine you know like just do it <laughs> just send it <laughs> but just send it you know and that's the other thing because of porn and how much we're getting used to it yeah these days it's harder for people to find something that is unusual you know because like the industry is so saturated i saw this girl from uk that she apparently she was some sort of famous like mainstream media or yeah. a person or something she started selling her farts oh, i've seen that you've seen that yeah i've seen that Two hundred thousand pounds. I heard she selling farts in a jar. She farted in, in a jar. Yeah. Oh, stop your shit, <laughs> bro! Oh, I couldn't believe it. That's pretty smart, though. That's so know. smart. Imagine being like, "Oh, I don't have to do nudes or anything. I'll just fart in a jar, and people will pay me a minimum of seven hundred and fifty pounds." Yeah, she made over two hundred thousand pounds selling yeah. farts. I saw. I, I yeah. saw a headline where she had to go to hospital. Yes, she was that was what I was gonna much. say. She did it so much because obviously, as soon as she saw like the possibilities of money there, she's like, "I'm just farting every day." Why didn't she just put like a little bit of fucking smelly shit in the jar? 
That would have been smarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. She how, wanted, how she wanted to tell? be authentic to her customers. Yeah, yeah. yeah like that me, that was commitment yeah. to their customers because you could easily fake it, right? So there's like there's like a fart fish. fart spray. That's why. That's why I mean, like, man, this, this is why e-commerce is a big stuff. thing. There is a customer for everything. Dude, Find your yeah. niche. Yeah, just man, get that traffic and make those yeah. conversions. There is that's a market it, yeah. for everything. You oh, can look. You can think of the weirdest things, and in 2022, there's a market for every single one from feet to farts to armpits everything mate you can find <laughs> any niche you want um, out there there's a couple on Pornhub called Leo Lulu have you seen them they are so hot they're the one yeah that's, that's if, I, if I do you, succumb you, if I do succumb really into them yet? if I succumb to temptation and I do watch porn I, they're they're right at the they're so list. she's so hot and they don't show their faces they're being Kept like like that for well, a while. There's um one big OnlyFans girl. I don't know her name, and she wears like a wig and like big makeup. Right. I don't no, know who it is. Doesn't show her face. She's she's one of the top ones, but yeah. she's like almost anime. I guess right. she's that dressed up that yeah. if she took that shit off, I know who you're talking. Uh, Bella Delfina. Yeah. Yes, oh, she's so famous. For it. She's up. made millions and millions, millions. millions. Yeah. But like. If she took all that shit off, you would never know who she was. Man, it's so yeah. hard to recognize. It, it, yeah. um, this is a particular thing. It's it's not anime, I think. Is that oh, like Cosmo? Cosplay. 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 Yeah, cosplay. Why, why yeah. I bring up Leo Lulu is because they sell merch. And they sell like, if you go on their website, mm -hmm. it's really interesting. They got a whole bio and a whole revenue and mm -hmm. the whole system. And they've collaborated with actual porn stars and threesomes. Mm -hmm. So they've bumped themselves up. They've really made a go at it as a business, and I think they're coining it, and they're still anonymous. So, yeah, like, that's pretty all cool. the things we're, we're talking about, like, they, yeah. you don't need to take that easy road. Just with a, with a bit of thought, like, and they've really put in a lot of thought and done a great job. Like, oh, that, and the filmmaking is, is filmmaking is great, man. That's they, another reason they why. Have <laughs> awesome, they have awesome skills. It's, but that's what I mean, you know, yeah. like, they are very unique in the way they do porn because, like, they have great quality. They yeah. Have super hot both of them yeah and yeah the content is still good they're anonymous yeah. whatever it is so i guess yeah. also people are intrigued by who they are they've got pretty unique tattoos they that's so yeah you will be able to that. recognize the bodies yeah, so you, i always think to myself like i wonder how the, it's kind of risque it's like oh am i gonna see their face do you know what i mean like that's like another element to it like i remember i think the first time seeing them i was like oh whatever you know like and then they kept coming up and i was like what's the big deal about these guys yeah. and and then I read into them and looked it up and I was like, this yeah, this is great. But yeah, how many couples will really hit it out of the park like, like they with them with the filmmaking, the way few. they look, their performances, yeah, the performance then their great. SEO, I can't their websites. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about shared channels. I can't believe the conversation's got to this stage. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're at an hour and two. <laughs> yeah, a lot of porn, man. There's, there's no end Nelson to it. Nelson and I were once both addicted to porn. Yeah, obviously. yeah. We, we really needed to get it out. <laughs> man, if, if someone watches this and they actually realize they have a problem with porn no, and they really take action good. to it, yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm stoked. Well, that honestly. Terry Crews video is a, is a great mm. place to start because he talks from a really educated, evidence-based in um, uh, position. <laughs> and I think everything you do should just be evidence-based and truthful. And, and don't just listen to someone saying pseudoscience, whether it's about coronavirus or it's about exercise. Like, just always do a bit, a bit of a Google and make sure it's like a accredited site and don't, and don't go, oh, this is the worst thing in the world. This is the best thing in the world. Just make sure you double check things.